Welcome to Brand Chats. I'm Darby, a brand strategist and content marketer, passionate about turning great businesses into irresistible brands. Each week, we chat about a different element of what makes a standout brand, speaking with industry experts and small business owners who have built a brand that they love and one that their audience loves too. Let's get into today's chat. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another season of Brand Chats. I am so excited. I have lots of really fun interviews planned for the rest of 2023, and I'm bringing in a new type of episode that will be rolling out every couple of weeks. I'll be inviting a different co-host on to the podcast to dive in behind the brand. And what I mean by that is we are looking at some of Australia's favorite brands And we are going to unpack exactly what they're doing with their brand strategy. I think in the small business world, it's easy to admire the big brands, but also ignore what they are doing because they have huge teams, big marketing budgets as well. But there are actually a lot of little powerful learnings that we can take away from what the big brands are doing. So that's exactly why I want to invite people on to chat about the world of big brands. So today I'm inviting the wonderful Cass Ponton from Good Chat Media to chat about one of our favorite brands, which is Go-To Skincare. Now on other episodes of Brand Chats, as you know, I always ask my guests, who are your favorite brands? And Go-To Skincare comes up a lot. So I really wanted to dive into this brand. So we talk about a number of things. First of all, brand positioning. So how Zoe Foster Blake has positioned go-to skincare as literally the go-to in her industry. And she found a sweet spot that was missing in the beauty industry. So thinking about from a small business perspective, how you can really fill little gaps that are in the market that your audience don't know that they're missing yet, but what they really, really need. We talk a lot about brand personality and brand voice throughout this chat, and that's something that GoTo have really nailed. So when we talk about this, I want you to think about how you can start to weave brand personality through your communications and in how your brand shows up. We talk about personal branding and how powerful Zoe Foster Blake's personal brand is, but really how important it is to have someone as the face of the brand who can really lift and support the brand and create that heart and soul that everyone craves. We talk about their marketing strategy and creativity through that, and also how they have used brand extensions to move outside of their niche of women. Because in the small business world, we're often told to niche down and create a specialty. But if that's not your style, there are so many ways that you can expand your brand and tap into new audiences without damaging the core brand. So we talk about exactly how Zoe and her team have done that. We talk about so much more than this as well, but there's a little intro into what we're going to be talking about today, and I hope you love the chat. For today's Behind the Brand episode, I am chatting with the wonderful Cass Ponton, who is the founder and total podcast legend behind Good Chat Media. Welcome, Cass. Thank you. I'm so excited for this. Me too. We both love this brand, don't we? So much. (laughs) So the brand we're chatting about today is one of Australia's favorite beauty brands, Go-To Skincare. Basically, it started when Zoe Foster Blake received bucket loads of very honest feedback from women about how baffling skincare can be. So she wondered if it could all be a lot simpler, less stressful and fun. So Zoe founded GoTo in 2014 to make skincare simple, trustworthy and fun for as many people as possible. 
Her startup exploded into a $177 million business in just eight years with her peach-coloured skincare range known for being one of the most popular skincare brands right now. I am obsessed with this brand. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I am too. And you know what just popped into my brain when you said $177 million business Mm. was last night the Logies was recorded. And I know this is going out next month, but last night the Logies was recorded and uh, the host made a joke to Hamish Blake saying that he needed the gig instead of Hamish because I don't know if you know, but I'm, like he has mortgages. And so, and Hamish, Hamish was laughing because they obviously don't. And <laughs> then he kissed Zoe on the head because he's like saying <laughs> thank you to her. <laughs> I was like, that is brilliant. She's definitely the breadwinner. Well, oh. with that amount of money, I hope so. <laughs> Go ahead. And they are a power couple in itself. So we'll, we'll talk a lot about that. Yeah. But tell me about your love story with GoTo Skincare, Cass. What What do you love most about the brand? I remember actually the first time that I tried GoTo, one of my girlfriends at my old job was telling me about it and how much she loved it. And it was probably really at the start of caring a lot about skincare and I'm obsessed now. Mm. And They had this, and I don't know if they still do, I probably should have looked at this, but they had this like kind of starter pack of everything and it was kind of little uh, bottles of of their their range that they had at the time. And it would have been maybe 2016 or 2017. So I've been using them for a long time, but I remember then being like, oh, my God, these are amazing and I loved them. Mm. So I've used them for a long time, but I think the thing that keeps me coming back is just how good their brand is as a whole. I think it's a very wholesome brand. It is funny. Like every EDM we get is funny. They are cheeky. They've got puns. It's all relatable and it's not, it never makes you feel like it's out of reach. Mm. So there's a lot of skincare brands that really make you feel like you have to be a supermodel to be wearing it, or you have to be able to pay $600 for a tiny thing of moisturizer for the same ingredients as you would get at Chemist Warehouse. But the way that they've done it has made it so accessible for people. And I know it's still at that like, you know, high mid-range price point, but I think what they've done with it is quite amazing. Mm. It really is. It's almost like before go-to, I feel like there was the luxury brands, like you could have Estee Lauder and Chanel yeah. or you go to Chemist Warehouse and get, you know. Cetaphil or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there was nothing really in between. Mm. But I feel like they're now that middle range, which is perfect for what I want. Like I don't want to spend Absolutely. hundreds of dollars on on creams all every month. Mm. So I feel like they've hit that that spot that no one knew was missing. Yeah, and mm. that's what it was. I think that when what I, I would have been mid 20s in when I started using it Mm. and it was when you know they everything always in your mid 20s targets you for to start using anti-aging things and I was like I don't even understand what I'm using why would I use it and the way that I remember they used to break it down and like explain it really easily to be like this is why you need this ingredient in it Mm. made it so that I could understand skincare better, but it made it also like, okay, well, I want to keep going to these people because they really get me as a consumer. 
Yeah, totally relatable. And as you said before, like attainable as well. It's like, mm. oh, yeah, I can do that. It's not too hard. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. I started, well, I used a few things before COVID, but in COVID I got really into it because you know how a lot of people just got into skincare because mm. you're not wearing makeup anymore, you may as well do skincare. And that's when I started receiving all the emails and all the fun stuff that they do. And I feel like once you're in the brand and you see how amazing the experience is, it's just like you're kind of hooked. You yeah. can't forget about it. <laughs> yeah. It's like having just like a friend explain it to you, I think. Like there's so many things. And even when I go into like a mecca now, I mm. still have no idea what 90% of their products do. But for me as a consumer, I'm a very loyal consumer. And if I find something that I like, I have been using their face oil, like Face Hero for years. Like since I bought it the first time, anytime I can get my hands on it, I will. I'm like obsessed with it still. Like yeah. it's not. And they are face masks as well. Delicious. Yes. yes. So good. So good. And even the name like face hero it's like yeah. so cute <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and I remember um in that first pack that I was saying that I got they had these uh I have to send you a photo of it there's a they sent a makeup or like a skincare pouch that was this see-through pouch plastic pouch that mm. said don't leave me in a hotel room <laughs> and I just love it I thought that was the cutest thing and it made me want to take it everywhere because I was like always and it was it was it was really big as well so you were able to actually put your skincare your toothpaste your shampoo if you want to in it yeah. without being like oh my gosh this is this tiny little mm. thing that they've given me and I can't do anything with it it's just like it for me it just makes sense their brand makes sense yeah it's so cute and so I guess with tone of voice and copy. I mean, I've got a few examples. So what I, what I did last week was do a bit of an online order and have a look at all the copy that they're doing all the way oh. from when someone, you know, purchased or they're searching and looking for products and then purchasing it and then arriving in the mail. And I guess, mm. you know, like we were saying, and they make it easy when I was searching for products, you know, you can switch from, you know, how you use this product at night versus how you use it in the day and what you put first and then second and then your toners so it's got all the layers that you use with your skincare so it was so easy to figure out a what you want and b how to use yeah. it yeah because <laughs> I think that's where the confusion was happening before go to oh yeah became a brand but um yeah I guess I've got a few uh things that I loved when I was buying from them mm -hmm. and a few emails and cute things that stood out to me and I guess like you know when I submitted my order getting the confirmation emails. There were probably about three that came, but a few lines that they used, your bathroom is about to look 1,000 times cuter. Enjoy. <laughs> it's just simple as well. Like it didn't have to do, I think what it, like what, what I mean, like it makes sense. It's like you don't have to be this extravagant thing. You don't have to be an Estee Lauder with like Gigi Hadid on the front of a thing, like mm. to make it good. You need yes. just simple packaging, make everything look sleek. And yeah, want make make people want to put it in their bathroom. Exactly, make it a thousand times cuter. Yeah, yeah, and I think like a lot of those celebrity skincare brands and makeup brands are going downhill now, and it's becoming a little bit um, old school mm. because people want to see the real and the raw, and they don't want to have to be you know a Kim Kardashian to be able to wear the skincare. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting how they've done the complete opposite, really. Mm. And then another one I loved was uh, in the confirmation email, they said, you know, just at the bottom as like a PS, uh, the bad news is Byron from sales ate the last piece of Steph's leaving cake. So we couldn't put a slice in your order. Sorry. 
they're so cute. Like they just make it funny. Yes. I, I went through mine as well. I went through yeah. like all of the EDMs that they sent to me just to go through and be like, what is it? Because I think I, I didn't realize, but it was on my old email account, like an old, like one that I use for spam. So I'm that's how long ago that I got it. It's on a Hotmail account. <laughs> and the things that I loved that they put in there was um, they were talking about three different types of cleansers. And they were saying like, you know, this is for you if yada, it will X, Y, Z, and it won't. Mm-hmm. And that it won'ts were so funny. Like it won't pay your pay your water bill. <laughs> it won't know how to fold a fitted sheet either. <laughs> and it won't eat your last Tim Tam. <laughs> like that is so. Fun. So that's on an email. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was like saying like pick your toner. Like do do a mm. quiz to find out which toner you should use. But even if you don't want to do the quiz there's still options for you to do it. So if you're like, for me, I was resistant to do the quiz, mm. but it says like on here, like all the ingredients. And then it says like pepperoni at the bottom. And it's like, <laughs> wait, no, that's for the pizza. And then it's like, <laughs> it's like find the right fit for you and your cute face. So it's like, mm-hmm. they have all the options there. So you can do the quiz if you want to, but if you don't want to, they still let you know what each of them do so that you don't actually have to do the one action that they set for you. Yeah, that I also on this bottle that I got, I got the much brighter skin one, which is, I think it's relatively new and I put it on today. It feels good. I feel like when you put the products on as well, you just feel good. Um, Yeah, yeah, it says, yeah, this is for normal, normal, dry, oily skin, blah, blah, blah. It will hydrate and brighten. It won't get a selfie right on the first go either. (laughs) It's just like it knows its market. It knows who it's talking to. Yeah. Because Honestly, like even if my mum picked up that product, she would laugh at that. Yeah. Like it's not just a kind of millennial who they're targeting. It's that like anyone can pick that up and think it's funny. Yeah. And no other brand in that space would have dared to do anything like that. It's all about, you know, feeling gorgeous and airbrush photos and sparkles in the background. So, yeah, it's just a reality check especially for a younger generation who appreciate that stuff and they just want to see see it how it is overall yeah Yeah. actually one thing that I wanted to make note of like I was speaking to one of my girlfriends who works uh for a government government entity in Melbourne Mm. and we were talking about preferences and they're trying to get she wants to help with people not opening their emails by making the preferences better so that we can send, they can send people what they actually want rather than just everything. And then they never open the emails. Mm. And one thing that I sent to her that I thought was just brilliant and like really kind of touched my heart. And I spoke to my girlfriend who works at Mecca and she said they did a similar thing, but around mother's day, they sent out one saying, we understand mother's day can be difficult for some, if you find this year challenging and you would prefer not to receive emails about Mother's Day, you can opt out by clicking the button below. Mm. And don't worry, you'll still miss you. And don't worry, you won't miss out on any other emails from us or Taylor Swift tickets <laughs> and in brackets, hopefully. Mm. So I just thought like mm. even they put like a little cute little spin on the bottom, but being aware that like some people find this that time of year hard and they're prepared to say like, if you don't want to receive these, that's so fine. Mm. Let us like, let, let's, let's help you take that pain away for a second. Yeah. And I love that being ahead of the 
ahead of the ball there and really respecting their audience and but also talking about a serious topic and adding that lightheartedness to it as well like yeah it's a serious topic and we're here to support you but you'll still be a part of everything that we do so let's talk about personal branding because Zoe Foster Blake is one of the most well-recognized female personal brands in Australia so she was a beauty editor before starting GoTo. She writes books, like children's books and books mm. for women as well. She's a relatable business owner and she's married to Australia's funny guy, Hamish Blake, and they have two adorable kids as well. So she's ultimate goals for so many women. What do you think it is that makes her so lovable, Cass? I actually forgot about the book, the books, mm. and I literally have one of her books in my house, the breakup, the breakup book. I bought it for one of my girlfriend's years and years ago when she was going through a breakup and she gave it back to me when I went through a breakup. Yeah. And then I've, I've actually brought the, I can't remember the title, but it's something about a fart. And I brought it, I bought it for my niece and nephew because I just thought it was hilarious, but um, her books are really great. I actually mm. listened to another one as well. Oh, <laughs> just we about, the, about all the books things. <laughs> um, But I think really like what makes her lovable is one, well, as, as I just said about the, all the books that in different ranges of life that mm. her family value and her humor are definitely two of the things that I think mm. may make her successful, like on her own accord. Um, but like what we were saying before about her being the breadwinner and her being so successful by herself, like in my mind, all my analogies of this at the moment, but like she's the Barbie and he's the Ken, like he's, <laughs> he's her. like they're so successful individually but then such a powerhouse but so humble when they're together Mm, yeah like that they just you just look at them and go oh my gosh goals as like as people and then you go oh my gosh look at these amazing brands that they are as people Mm. how are they how are they so good yeah and it feels like both of them have just built personal brands just from being themselves, you know, being funny, being relatable and like really understanding their audience as well, especially Zoe, like knowing what women need and want through books or skincare and, and Mm. now since having kids doing like a lot of kid content as well. So yeah, yeah, I feel like they both just get it and they're both really smart. Like how do they find each other? They just dream. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Do you have Hamish makes the cakes every year for his kids? Yes. He had one a couple of weeks ago. Was it his daughter's birthday? Oh my god! See, that's another example. It's just so real on stories all night with his glass of whiskey. <laughs> They're the best. We used to literally send them with like a group chat of girlfriends that I used to work with, and be like, "Oh, today's the day!" Like <laughs> <laughs> it was like that, and the Met Gala and Kardashians, and like that was it. But it was literally <laughs> that was our chat, and we were so excited when it was like Sunny's birthday or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, it's nice to have a sneak peek into their life as well and it's just like so normal. They're not, you know, super glamorous. Mm. It's just, you know, being real, making making cake for the kids. <laughs> so good. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I guess like, you know, they obviously have a lot of money and Zoe dresses beautifully and everything like that, but I think it's the fact that she's not snobby at all, she's not pretentious yeah. or up herself, she's very honest and, um yeah, transparent with everything she does. And that's evident Mm. through the decisions she makes with her branding as well with sustainability and accessibility and everything we've already talked about as well. So yeah, there's no stopping them anytime soon. I don't think. I know. So I wonder, what do you think if, if Zoe didn't, if Zoe wasn't the founder of GoTo Skincare, if it was someone else, do you think we would be talking about it today? It would be as as successful as it is? I don't know. I, I think that the, 
like what we're saying about like it being a personal brand of her mm. that I don't know that if it would be the same if someone else was doing it. I uh, I really like, I haven't felt this kind of like impact of loving someone's brand. Like I, I'm, as I said, like I'm a very loyal consumer. So like there's a few brands that I really love that are doing it really right. Another one is Fate the Label with Brittany. Mm. And like she like it's on the same wavelength of funny, smart, successful, relatable. Like mm. that is what we want to like, we want to know like her opening tick, like her TikToks of her opening store and like being yep. there and like doing TikToks with her, like fans of hers and like it just being amazing, like uh, love her. So I think in that sense, it it's not as good if someone else is doing it because mm. I'm not racing to go and get someone else's brand. I'm not lining up for someone else's face oil. There's a million face oils. Yeah. Like it's because it's that it's because mm. it's her. And I think the way she makes people feel, it's just like that quote of like, people don't remember what you said. They remember how you made them feel. Mm. And even, you know, all of the cheekiness, all of the humor, all of the relatability, the humble, like, it's just, she's just, I just don't think it would be the same if it wasn't her. Mm. Yeah. You can tell it was built like from her heart and soul and you know it comes through to the why behind building the brand and the fact that she wanted to make skincare simple and fun yeah and I think it's that that drive and that I guess it's her why is really evident through everything that she does like with the wording that she chooses it's all simple fun everything on the website her media her marketing like everything is just about making it simple and fun Mm. and her personality as well weaves through everything so I think I don't know, it would depend on who was building it, but it's, it's hard to detach her from it when that's her why, her personality and, and everything that she cares about has gone yeah. into it. So I tend to agree. I don't think it would be what it is today without yeah. her. Because I think like if you think about her as just a personality and you don't think about her her past in working in fashion and, and in the beauty space, mm. There's so many, if you think of like going back to like 2010s kind of YouTube, how many of them brought out skincare or makeup brands and where are they now? Like Mm. really, like a personality can get you so far, but then having the actual tools in knowing her background Mm. that I think that combined with a cool personality is what makes it. So yeah, I just don't think so. Yeah, and that's a good point with her background. Like she's done so much, like as a beauty editor, everything that she researched before she decided to go on this venture, mm. like all of that goes into all the things that we see today as well. So, yeah, it's an interesting one and goes to show the power of a personal brand as well, right? Because skincare is like how flooded is skincare? There are so many freaking brands oh. out there for skincare. It is overwhelming, but hers just stands out in more ways than one. Yeah. And to be honest, like they're all basically using the same ingredients. Like skincare is interesting because I think everyone's so different and Mm. the way skincare goes on, same as makeup, it all looks different on every person. You and I could have, you know, similar thing. Like we both use go-to, but we might use totally different products Mm. because the way our skin reacts to things is so different. So I think being able to have a range that 
fits, there's something for everybody, even if the whole range isn't for them, that's really special as well to make it easy and simple and, mm. and for kind of for everybody. Yeah. And it can take a while to figure out what your skin needs and how to find the right product. And I guess that's why I like with GoTo, they're like, this is for dry skin. And they do that with TikTok and everything as well. Like even I remember in lockdown, they would do the all working from home skin and what you need. Even Zoe, she's sometimes on the TikTok in her own bathroom with the products, raw skin doing it all. You know, whereas in her media features, she'll have her beautiful clothes and makeup on. But with TikTok and Insta, she's so happy to just be in her own bathroom telling people what she does for like her morning or her nights or Mm -hmm. what season we're in or different occasions, if it's glamming up during summer or Sunday facials in winter. So it's really nice that now with TikTok especially, you can kind of get that real sense of education Mm -hmm. and having someone like Zoe just in her bathroom showing you how it's done is really cool as well. Yeah, I think education with that, but also like the behind the scenes is everything. Mm. Like literally why we're doing this, <laughs> going behind <laughs> what the brand looks like. But that to me as a consumer is so interesting. Like even um, Kim Kardashian has started to do that now where she will do her skincare in her own bathroom. Mm. And although they they feel so much more out of reach, they're still doing those behind the scenes little things for us to be able to see what their mm. what it actually is, what how they actually did they actually use their cleanser? Well, that's good to know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I guess with, you know, marketing and social media, like go to haven't had to put as much money into marketing compared to brands, you know, celebrity brands that are putting millions of dollars into paying celebrities to be the ambassador, for example. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to see whether like if Kim Kardashian's now, you know, it's less glamorous, more behind the scenes in the bathroom, it, it'll be interesting to see how other brands start to do it and if they move more into that kind of approach that go-to skincare are doing where it's a lot less filtered and a lot more mm. behind the scenes. This is this is how they even do videos showing the lab and behind the scenes and what ingredients yeah. they're working on as well. So it will be interesting to see how other brands start to evolve and and whether they will have huge marketing budgets in the future or whether it will be a bit more raw. I think they will. I think, like, the, as we've been saying, like the relatability of of the behind the scenes is so much better. And for the, you know, younger generation now, they want to see actual real stuff. Like they mm. don't care about, like, an aesthetic Instagram feed anymore. It's like, yeah little like gremlin energy on TikTok and it's like <laughs> who cares it's fun it's like it's silly it's real and mm. people like ones that are too perfect to me is like it's a bit boring yeah red flag <laughs> yeah yeah I don't want that yeah I don't like a perfect feed is like like it, it you know what I would rather never line up for a Fendi line to walk into a store because it's also perfect and boring. Then you get it, you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm one of how many people that have it. Mm. But then you go in and you have the experience of even just buying something online from GoTo, like you said, and you have all these cute little touch points where you feel connected and you feel like seen and Mm. you feel understood. Yeah. So it's like, which one do you want to feel like? Yeah. And like we're so used to back in the day seeing the glamorous advertising and the billboards Mm. for the luxury brands. But GoTo didn't actually launch any major campaigns until 2022. And when they did, it was very simple and plain, like real people 
you know, housemates stealing each other's skincare. It was very, very playful. And then it's just the tagline, you know, Australia's go-to skincare brand. Mm. So it's just yeah. so classic, simple and sh- showing, you know, real people in real living situations having their go-to skincare. It was nothing airbrushed or anything like that. So it's interesting to see their approach and comparing it to the old school styles of marketing. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I guess that's a learning for small businesses as well and brands is, you know, things don't have to be perfect. You don't have to spend millions of dollars to create a standout brand. And obviously there's a lot of money that's gone into go-to skincare, but keeping your Instagram feeds and your videos, everything really real and raw is what people want to see, especially the younger generation coming mm. through. We just we just want to see exactly what we're getting. Yeah, and I think honestly that's why podcasts have blown up so much as well mm. because we're, ha- we're sitting here having a normal conversation like yep. we would be if we were out getting a coffee, mm. you know, like it's not sitting here going, you know, going from a script. We've got notes, sure, but that's just to help make sure that we're on track. Yeah. It's not to say like we're looking at them and reading every single word off them. It just makes sense because it's relatable and it's a conversation that we're having and it's our own words. It's mm. not It's not something that we have to pretend we're someone else for. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. And obviously go to you don't have a podcast, but for other brands, it's like one way that you can totally see behind the brand. Again, we keep coming mm. back to behind the brand, mm-hmm. seeing the voices behind the brand. And when I, you know, there's a lot of brands that I follow where I would always listen to their podcast before mm. buying from them because you get to hear it all how they speak, you know, the conversations that they have with clients or whatever it might be before you go and buy it. And that can be done on TikTok or podcast or whatever it is. But yeah. it's exactly the same concept, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, love it. <laughs> so another thing that GoTo has nailed is their brand extensions. So for those of you who don't know, brand extension is a marketing strategy that uses the established brand to create new products and enter a new brand category. So when the go-to team noticed that boyfriends and brothers and housemates were borrowing go-to products from the women in their <laughs> lives, but weren't actually buying them, go-to, <laughs> go-to launched Brotu. And then they also launched Grotu. So Brotu being for men and go Grotu being products for children as well. And they've both become bestsellers in their category, which is interesting because a lot of traditional marketing is about, you know, choosing a niche and nailing, you know, one audience, but they have seemed to nail the brand extension. So they now can kind of cater for the whole household in terms of men and women and children as well. So it seems to be working. What is your take oh. on the brand extension? <laughs> First of all, the greatest names, like Grow To and Grow To, like, come on. Like even when Go To, like I think Go To is such a simple name for a brand. Mm. But then when you actually think about it as being the go-to, it's like, oh, come on. That was like too easy. Come on. (laughs) I didn't know what else to think of that. (laughs) Yeah. But like, I love, I love that they, you know, stayed with that humor of bro to and bro to like, so it's just cheeky. I love it. But I think realistically, women are the ones who are purchasing it mm. as as you know that's why they extended the range mm. so giving them an option to buy for a loved one whether that's a brother or a housemate or a mm. partner or whatever uh or children is the best add to cart mm. ever because if you're buying yourself a moisturizer you know that they 
love it as well. All right, we'll get them one while I'm here. Mm-hmm. Like you might as well. But it's such a beautiful thing because the way that they've done the extension, as you said, like they would go for a niche and then extend from there. Mm. They've made such a love and want for the product that when they're able to share that with someone else, Mm. that's what's really beautiful. Yes, yes. They've really nailed it. And I think, you know, I was looking at some of their messaging and they say, well, everyone has skin, so what's the difference? Yeah. (laughs) And it's true. It's like, you know, if if women see these, you know, products made for men that are going to keep their skin healthy and anti-aging as well, they're going to want to pass it on to the men in their lives. And then if they have kids, you know, making sure that they've got products that they trust as well. Like if you've got a brand that you really trust, like you know, like and trust them and you know you're going to have that awesome experience whenever you shop with them, then why not? Everyone has skin. (laughs) Exactly. That's so much. And I think also with a new generation of men, I think they care a little bit more about looks and things like that and their Mm. skin and not aging and not saying that that is the most amazing thing that everyone's so scared of, you know, Mm. aging. Mm. But I think with them caring a little bit more and then opening it up to men to be able to use or, you know, I mean, they can use go-to. It doesn't really make any difference, does it? Everyone's Mm. got skin. It's all the same thing. Yeah. But making them feel like it's a, it's a, more relatable brand to them to be able to have. Like, I think that's kind of special. Like Mm. most, most guys I know now actually do care for their skin a lot more than they would have when I was younger, I guess as well. But also I don't know that like, you know, my parents' generation, the men in that generation, they didn't really care about skincare. It was Mm. not accessible to them. It was not, it was a feminine thing to care, but exactly what you said. Everyone's got skin. We're all, it's all doing the same thing. Yeah. And one thing that I have learned from following Zoe and GoTo is about the importance of SPF as well Mm. and how even in winter you should always wear SPF. And, you know, that, that can apply to men as well, like wearing sun protection and making sure that you're not getting burnt even on a winter's day. Like the UV in Australia is insane. So why not? Why can't we educate our whole family on that? You know, not just the women. And I think also, like, as I said, like people care about so much more about aging now, but I think people don't realize that, I mean, we're both sitting in front of windows right now. Mm. UV comes through the window still. True. Like I'm the same, the same friend that told me to get go to was the same friend that told me you need to wear sunscreen every day. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. And I actually started using the first one that I used was, and I hated sunscreen as a kid. Mm. I always hated it because it was the most disgusting thing to put on your skin and putting that on your face. Yeah. The worst. Yeah. And now I have like three different, three different sunscreens in my bathroom that like I rotate on depending on what I'm doing that day Mm. because they all have kind of different feeling or like if I'm putting makeup on or whatever and all beautiful brands, Mm. but like I will wear it every day and I will like, everyone always says to me like, Oh, I don't like, how are you? Like, how's your skin look so young? And I'm like, (laughs) It's sunscreen. It's religiously wearing sunscreen every day mm. for the past probably six years. Yeah. Like it's not, <laughs> we're not, I'm not giving this up. I will, I will live and die on that, on that hill. Yes. With the sunscreen. Yes. Well, there you go. You've convinced more people to put sunscreen on. <laughs> sunscreen. And I think again, like it's just, it's a simple, simple, easy thing. Wear sunscreen yeah. every day. It's not like yeah. you don't have to be spending so much money 
It's no. just coming back to basics as well, which is what her brand's all about. Yeah. Mm. I think like talking on the brand extensions, I also love what the, they did a brand collaboration with uh, Four Pillars yep. and they called it my go-to, my new go-to gin. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh God. Because at the start I was like, I don't really understand this collaboration, like gin and uh, uh, like the skincare, mm. but it was in a time where it made sense because in COVID, a lot of people were one getting really into skincare, but also getting mm. really into cocktails, yeah. like making cocktails and sharing it and whatever. And like, they're having little parties at home. Mm. So to have something called my new go-to gin was like, oh my gosh, that is like, you can use it go-to in any <laughs> collaboration and it makes sense. But what they ended up doing was putting their brand, like the go-to branding on the four pillars bottle mm. uh, in collaboration with them. But then also pairing it with one of their face masks and it says on it to replenish and rescue sad, dull or dehydrated, hungover skin. Oh, so cheeky. So <gasps> smart. I was like, this is genius. This is so good. Yeah, because when when you said like four pillars and, and go to, like it doesn't make sense when it's just like in my head, I'm like, what does that actually mean? Mm. But then when you explained it, I'm like, that is so smart. And didn't so you, smart. Did, is that the one that sold out really quickly and like oh yeah people can't get enough? It, it's <laughs> completely sold out. They don't even they don't even sell it anymore because four pillars as well, they do uh like limited runs of things. Mm. So they're I think actually it's from a sustainability point of view as well, like not having like mm. a bunch of yep. leftover things. But like when they do their Christmas uh gins and stuff like that, mm. they always do one every year. And then it's just, it goes till it's sold out. So mm. they are really good with that. And I think it was, it was one that I really didn't understand at the start, but then like literally like you only have to go to the sales page and then understand like where it connects. And then you're like, that's really mm. good. Yeah. And I guess they've got so many opportunities to do, like when they've got such a creative marketing team, like they could do anything, especially when they pick brands like Four Pillars is also another like Australian iconic brand that everyone yeah. loves as well. So mm-hmm. like picking brands that are on the same page, same audience, I think that's really cute. Really cute. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the future of GoTo. So in 2021, Zoe sold 50.1% of the business to the beauty product conglomerate BWX for 89 million, just a lazy 89 mil. And in April this year, it was announced that BWX had been placed into voluntary administration. Mm. So it made me wonder whether the peak of go-to is over or whether they'll have a revival. It's really interesting that with Zoe only owning half now, how that will really flow onto the future of sales, but also their brand and whether they'll lose a bit of that heart and soul of the brand. But yeah, I'm keen to hear your predictions on what you think the future will hold. (laughs) I honestly think that they'll find a way to land on their feet. I don't think that they're going anywhere. I think really with, we don't know the full details of like what that actually looks like in their deal. She hasn't, Mm. from what I know, she hasn't been paid in full from them. Mm -hmm. So they'll probably find someone to buy BWX and then it'll be fine. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think that they're going anywhere. And even if they do, it's not going to like, she'll just buy them back and then just sell shitloads. Like, I just don't mm-hmm. think that it's, it's going to be 
a life or death situation for them or that it's over because of that. I think she's too smart to let another company take hers down. Mm. And that's why she's still got, what is it? 48.9% still Mm. is she doesn't have majority stakes, but again, we don't know what those deals look like. That could say 48.9% of the money, but we have full creative control. We have full brand control. Like mm. I'm sure it would. I don't think that she would give that over to someone else. Yeah, and it doesn't look like she's handed over control from what we've seen so far of her mm. branding. Like it hasn't really lost anything obvious no. from a front-end perspective. What do you think? Well, I think they're too creative and innovative to really let it slide, like you say. I totally agree. Um, I think, you know, they've probably maxed out with the brand extensions, like they're now doing bro to and grow to. I don't think there's much more they could do in terms of growth from a brand extension, but I'm sure we'll see a lot more creative campaigns like with Four Pillars and, and what else happens in the future, other iconic brands that they can partner with to kind of grow that way. Mm. Although I think they've got the brand awareness. I think they'll just tap into the creativity side of things as well. They could even go into makeup. Yeah. That's an interesting one. I hadn't even thought about that. I'm just thinking like what other brand extensions they could mm. do. You're right, because they've they've tapped out of, you know, kind of with gendered kind of things. They've yeah. tapped out of, you know, who, they're not going to go to an older, they're not going to go like Nantu or something. <laughs> I don't know. But like they're not going to, they're not going to go like they've got kids, they've got men and women. Um that are their target audience and not in the mm. in a gendered way just to try and cover that that basis but yeah my, makeup's the only thing that I can think of that that maybe that they would do mm. in that yeah and I I can picture them doing like more natural makeups like BB creams and mm. kind of that effortless look rather than kind of a heavy bold makeup but more yeah. the kind of everyday look mm. yeah it's a good idea maybe pitch it <laughs> <laughs> Like Zoe, um, I had an idea. <laughs> what do you think about this? She's like, yeah, we planned that five years ago. Just chill out. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, well, the other thing is if Zoe, you know, ever decides to step away from the brand, what that will mm. look like, like we talked about earlier. But I think that will really determine whether they lose the heart and soul of the brand if she does mm-hmm. decide to step away completely. You know, who would be taking the reins and making sure that it's still that fun, positive brand that we love? That will be... Yeah. That will be an interesting one because she can't, she can't do it forever. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think about it in the way of like, yeah, she can't do it forever and she can create as much of a legacy brand as possible. But even, um, I don't know why I keep going back to the Kardashians, I'm obsessed, but uh, going back to that, I don't, do you watch? No. Uh, okay, they did a, Kim did this uh she creative directed a show for Fashion Week uh, of Dolce & Gabbana. Mm-hmm. And Dolce & Gabbana, I, I thought that they'd been around forever because as kids we'd always mm. known about them. Yeah, But they've only been around since the 90s. So for me it's a legacy brand because I think that they've been around forever. But their name's never going to go anywhere now mm. because they've already done it. So having, you know, like a to shine light on their brand through mm. keeping up, or it's not keeping up, it's called the Kardashians now, but 
I don't know. I just, I just look at it like that. And I think, well, they're not going anywhere. They haven't gone anywhere. And Mm -hmm. even if they change roles within the business or they change the way that they step back and it's not fully out, that's where I feel like she's not going to do it forever, but maybe she won't need to. Yeah. Or maybe it'll just become evolve into something else where she's still definitely involved, but it's ticking along as a legacy. Mm. That's so true. And I guess the name of it is go to like, that's like hard to forget. Mm. (laughs) And it's not like it's Zoe Foster Blake, like that's not her personal brand weaved through to the, the brand name. So yeah, I guess as long as they've got the strategy in place and the right people to help her, then it could become a household name for, for a long time. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> what about podcasting? You're the podcasting queen. Do you think they need a podcast? <laughs> I don't think so. I I think podcasting is such a good way for smaller brands or even big brands, but small brands to really get their brand awareness out into the world and Everyone knows who Zoe is for the most part. Yeah. Even if they know her as Hamish Blake's wife, there's, you know, he's still, they're still in a collaboration with, uh, sorry, still in a partnership that in Australia is extremely well known and Mm. they've got an Australian customer base. I don't know if it's selling overseas, but I don't think so. And I just think that they're already public figures. They don't need to have you know, any more awareness of who they are as people. I think podcasts are an amazing way, as we are talking about before, to like know the personality of people and Mm. hear what they actually sound like. You would go to them to make sure like they're, they know what they're talking about before they come on to work with them. But I would like to see like a a YouTube kind of series or, Mm. you know, a really good YouTube behind the scenes through their actual offices or through their home or I mean I watched the AD through their home but (laughs) (laughs) my god wasn't it amazing (laughs) oh my god their house is insane Mm, very expensive though (laughs) like it's definitely it's it's fine (laughs) on the vision (laughs) yeah it's in the vision I don't need your negativity about that Darby (laughs) yeah (laughs) I believe in you (laughs) you can come over it's fine yeah great great Yeah, I think you're right. It's um, with the brand awareness that they have, it's, you know, they don't need fancy marketing strategies or the podcast as much as like a small business might. So again, with small business owners and and anyone listening, just thinking about what your goals are and, you know, if brand awareness is that, you know, podcasting or, you know, videos, so good for behind the scenes as as we've talked about today, but also, yeah, really nailing that brand piece, which means that you don't have to do a lot more in the marketing space as well. So so much Absolutely. we could talk about with go to skincare. <laughs> Love it. So good. Yeah. Thank you for joining me today, Cass. I had so much fun talking about go to. <laughs> yes, me too. Thank you so much for having me. Do you want to let us know where we can find you and everyone can get in touch with you online? Yeah, I'm on most socials at Good Chat Media. I will give the links to Darby to pop in the show notes so you don't have to think about it. But uh, Instagram's where I'm always on and and I'll see you there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Go follow Cash. She's got a beautiful brand as well. Go say hello and let us know what you thought of the episode and what you think of GoTo Skincare as well. Thank you for joining me today for this episode of Brand Chats. I'd love you to come over and say hey on Instagram at Darby Linden and leave a review on iTunes if you enjoyed the chat today. If you're interested in working with me in 2023, 
please jump onto my website and get in touch there. At the moment, there are three key ways to work with me. My signature one-on-one brand strategy projects for those of you who are ready to make big changes to your brand to see even bigger results this year. My brand therapy sessions for those of you who want to tackle a certain problem within your branding and marketing. Or you can work with me ongoing as your brand manager if you're ready to outsource completely. Thanks again, and I will chat to you in the next episode.